It's crazy out here, y'all. It's crazy out here in these streets. Welcome to the Free Mind Podcast. I don't know if it's cloudy But what I want to talk about tonight, I want to go through a couple uh, tweet Twitter Twitter spats here. And so this first one, uh, yeah, let me pull this up. So there's a, there's a guy here uh, named Justin Gibney, and if you click on his uh, profile here, let's see, he says he's a Christian attorney, pol- political strategist, church politics podcast, pretty large following, 22.5 thousand you know, followers. I've seen his name floating around before. I believe he's an evangelical, but he said this, as a black man and an Orthodox Christian— I don't trust the ideological left or right enough to want them to have absolute power. That's not to say they are equivalent. They are wrong to different extents on certain issues. Neither has the self-awareness to see their shortcomings. Nice. Um, Now, some of that I think is actually true. One of the issues, so, so A.D. Robles reposted that and said, translation, vote Democrat. Oh, yeah? As a black man and an Orthodox Christian. Oh, so I see because like the, the so that there's a there's a common game that gets played uh, in these conversations. Okay, one of them is like the the Tim Keller third way thing. So it typically goes like this: God is not a Democrat or Republican. Uh, God is, you know, the kingdom is not right or left. Um, it transcends these political categories. Typically, that's used by Christians that are more on the left to stop people from saying there is a Christian way to vote, because by and large, especially, you know, well, I won't go into the history of it all because I don't even know the exact timeline. But, you know, there's been a a big push, especially in, quote, white evangelical spaces to say that the Christian vote is Republican. Right. And so a lot of the white evangelicals in particular, as well as black evangelicals that are on the left side, use that to say God is not right or left, but the kingdom transcends those things. And often following that is, well, the right gets this right. They get abortion right, but the left gets care. And, um, you know, they're they're pro-life, not in the womb, but they're pro-life during life. Like Mm -hmm. they they care for the poor, that kind of thing. And so they present this supposed moral equivalency between the two so that you can vote Democrat or Republican depending on your conscience. Neither one is right or wrong. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. So now a- AD was, um, you know, he was, he was um, taking this tweet to be a, basically a version of that. Even though, although he's, he's saying this here, at least he says, that's not to say they are equivalent. Yeah, that's what stood out to me. Um, They are wrong to different extents on certain issues. Neither has the self-awareness to see their, to see their shortcomings. And in the main to say, I don't trust the ideological left or right enough to want them to have absolute power. Maybe that's why AD is like suspicious because I don't know I don't know of anybody in this dialogue that's serious-minded Christian that's 
conservative that's saying give anybody absolute sure. power. No so that's already a statement that's probably setting him on the side of saying this is disingenuous. This is another move. Okay. So then an, another another gentleman reposts that named Amin. Now he's connected with um, KB. They do this podcast together. Mm-hmm. He, he goes by Southside Rabbi. And uh, I, I forget the name of the podcast, but they do the podcast together. They've been doing it for years. He has his own ministry. But he, he reposted this, mm-hmm. and he said, Big facts. The kingdom is not left or right, but up. The biblical ethics of the kingdom transcend insufficient left-right political binaries. So he did yeah. interpret him in a sense of saying that Tim Keller type, you know, God's not left or right, it's up. To, to which AD reposted a meme and said, translation, big vote Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> And then, okay. and then Amin, you know, they had this back and forth where Amin's saying, see, this is, this goes to show you that they don't really care to interact on good faith because I don't actually vote Democrat. And that's, so this, this kind of exploded into another fight. Now, what I want to quickly say about this is I, though these guys, I think were more, Maybe that maybe they're not maybe it's not simply a trick to to get people to swing more left. I, I don't even know. I don't I don't really care in this case. But I think this idea that God's kingdom is not left or right, but it's up. It's 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 true, but it's trivially true. Unless you add that there's a moral equivalency. Hmm. Why do I say that? Because I don't think again, I don't think anybody that is a on the Christian right, so-called Christian right, is saying that the Republican Party is a perfect expression of God's law in, in a political party. Like, of course they're not saying that. Of mm-hmm. course there's not a neat, perfect fit between left or right, right? Um, but what Justin Gibney even said in his post, he said that's not to say they're equivalent. They're wrong to different extents on certain issues. That would almost give you the impression that there's they're kind of like equally wrong, even though he's he's saying right. they're not equivalent, but he's saying ah, it's not. Both of them have it's yeah, both of them have problems. Now I'm just thinking of an analogy off the top of my head. Let's say this. L- let me let's say we have two candidates for getting hired for children's church. Oh boy, pastor, right? Sure. Let's say one of the candidates is a, a normal, good, decent guy that loves the Lord, good at pretty good at children's pastoring. He he's not the best, you know. He's got he you know he slips up every now and then. He does this and that. He's not perfect for sure. So he's not a perfect represent representative of the kingdom. The other guy is a outright pedophile, right? Yeah. Does God's kingdom fit either one of them? perfectly of course not right he transcends you know one of they're both sinners saved by you know if the uh, you know maybe the pedophile is not even saved but um the the idea here is is clearly there's a better choice and and not even like better like it's so far better that it's not even a choice so what what this statement does is it muddies the water at best, like because it's trivially true that yeah, both of these, both of these, neither one of these guys are perfect, but that's trivially true when it comes down to the decision of who you're going to entrust your kids to. 
because it doesn't matter. Of course, they're not perfect. Nobody's arguing there's perfect. What matters is like, man, which one of these one of these is clearly more in line with With the the qualifications of an elder in this case. Uh, One of them is clearly disqualified. It's not even hard. Like and, and, and there's a there's a J.P. Moreland article that he he wrote this many years ago but I think this was this was pretty good too he said not long ago I watched a political dialogue on national television during the discussion a teaching of Jesus was mentioned as as support for one's person one person's views he was immediately chastised I'm a born again Christian said his opponent and I don't want my lord Jesus to be dragged into politics oh boy Okay. Regarding political issues, I once heard a preacher announce that Jesus doesn't take sides, he takes over. Moreland says, there is something right about these assertions. Clearly, at least in one sense, Jesus is neither a Republican nor a Democrat, and Jesus' agenda for the world is not essentially political. But if we are not careful, we will continue to promote the Achilles heel of Western Christianity, a secular sacred dichotomy in which one's religion relates to one's private life and secularism is the proper stance to take when dealing with public issues. Mm. Such a dichotomy was not present in biblical days, nor is it true of contemporary cultures outside of the West. Those in biblical days and currently outside the West embrace more of an integrated worldview in which their religious views inform all other aspects of their lives and do not occupy a private religious compartment. While pre- this is a good example too. He continues here. While preaching at a large church, I asked the congregation, "Do Jesus and the Bible teach things that are relevant to science and evolution? Do they? T- does he teach things uh, to assessing to assessing secular psychology, mm-hmm. to economics and the role of money in life, to history, literature, arts, and sports?" Heads nod approvingly around the congregation. I then asked, said Moreland, do Jesus and the Bible teach things that are relevant to politics? A deafening silence ensued. I went on to say that while Jesus is neither a Democrat nor Republican, there are things he taught about morality, the state, and the church, which a believer should factor into his political, social, and cultural thinking and practice. And some of these teachings of Jesus could favor one political party over another. So we should ask, what did Jesus teach? And more generally, what does the Bible teach that is relevant to a believer's view mm-hmm. of politics in the state? It's really pretty simple. I think those kinds of tweets and those kinds of pushes have muddied the waters and made people feel like it's not simple, but it's really that simple. And, and again, I just want to highlight what he said here. He said, a sacred, secular sacred dichotomy in which one's religion relates to one's private life and secularism is the proper stance to take when dealing with public issues on this view. Now, going back to that tweet, mm-hmm. that's what you see here. Big facts. The kingdom is not left or right, but up. See, there's this divide between what happens on earth, oh boy. Yeah. left or right. In this case, you know, you could, you could argue that, that the particular binary or whatever is not the best binary or whatever. But when you put it up and then you don't connect it to the decision that needs to be made in the political realm, you have, you have made the wrong dichotomy. Yeah. You put the sacred up here in this space. It's sort of kind of like a Gnosticism that keeps trying to creep up. Yeah. That's heavenly stuff. So earthly stuff, that's going to be left to kind of secular thought or whatever it might mm-hmm. be at best. Maybe he has a, 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 
a more um, view, a different kind of view. What's interesting about a lot of these things, yeah. types of approaches. I don't I don't follow these guys closely, but a lot of people that have used this argument that I've looked at will often use this when it comes to pushing people away from being connected to the Republican Party. But when it comes to issues like racial justice, all of a sudden exactly. they're good to bring their they're up. Praying, Let into, that kingdom come, your yeah. will be done on earth. So may, maybe they're. Yeah. Maybe there's consistent pietists, who knows, like where they say up is not, or maybe they're doing the Tim Keller dance where there's like, okay, yeah, they're not equivalent, but they're more equivalent than you might think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such that nobody can be blamed for, you know, choosing one side or the other. And we shouldn't divide over this, you know, Fair. to take a case in point though, I, I, I wonder sometimes if folks who take that view would have viewed that the same way in the chattel slavery issue, you know? Um, And because that was a political issue, right? It was a political issue. And so, you know, I think what JP Moreland said is exactly right. Like, does the Bible have anything to say? And theoretically that could put you on one side over the other. And I think that when you apply that to the situation we're in now, it's not even uh, a difficult question because the Democratic Party lines, like the the very platform that they are on in every single category, every single category there is, is way more unbiblical than any of the Republican Party platform is in any area. Like it would be more difficult. So if if we imagined a hypothetical situation, let's say that tomorrow all of a sudden – the Republican Party decided to start championing pedophilia. Everything's the same, okay? But tomorrow, like, they made it their number one thing. They're going to push pedophilia. Then we might have a genuine dilemma, right? Because what do you do? You have, like, you have one party. You have the Democratic Party who's pushing, uh, killing babies in the womb, you know, hundreds of thousands, uh, million, you know, I can't remember how many, 60 million since Roe v. Wade or whatever, was began so you have them champion that and then this other side though is going to champion pedophilia in that case it would be you'd have to say okay it's it's like it's a lose-lose and and you could have a a debate is like is murder worse than (laughs) you know but we're not there's nothing like that there's there's no there's no redeeming aspect that i can even think of on the democratic platform now there's a ton of people who have an R next to their name that aren't, that are terrible people and they aren't even living up to those ideals and they need to be run out of the party. Mm -hmm. Probably most, honestly. But there's a little bit of a kernel, at least on that platform that can be worked with and corrected and brought back that I wish there was a third party to be honest. Um, But given that there's only these two, there's one that's it's, it's again, it's, it's not even kind of close. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I remember seeing a clip of two individuals talking about certain administrations and the, they were just dialoguing about issues like abortion, right. slaughtering babies in the womb. And I just wonder um, if they connect the dots, that leadership that agrees with that will make laws that yeah. enforce or push that leadership that have certain ideologies on economics will push that hence we'll be feeling what we're feeling these days so it's like i don't know that people are connecting the dots and i don't know that people are having these kinds of in-depth conversations but i hear you babe i think 
it's uh it's clear and it's yeah. crystal that and what we're experiencing now yeah is a result of laws government involvement in our public schools in mm. politics in entertainment that's what we're experiencing their hand enforcing their views via laws yeah pushing the activism telling kids that they're born in the wrong bodies right. taking the parents' rights away of how they want to raise their kids yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know that people are connecting those dots. Yeah. Christians. Well, and I think, con- I, I think I you're right. They're not connecting the dots. And part of that reason why we're not connecting it within the church even oh, is because of ideas like that, that the, the, the kingdom of God is up. Okay. And politics is down. I hear you. Um, and up meaning you don't, you don't, what? Unpack well, that a little yes. bit. The so, kingdom of God is up. It's not of this world. Right. They're taking that to mean, okay, this doesn't matter. We don't get involved in this. We just. I think pietism. some do. I don't. I I doubt that those two guys I'm referencing here would would go that route. But there are the yeah the pietist the the, the separatist pietistic, pietistic okay. route is basically to say no. We we throw our hands up with that, and you know, if <clears throat> if martyrdom comes, if persecution comes, that's the seedbed okay. of of the church and. We don't want to get involved in that stuff. It's it's like a step from what like maybe old school Amish or a okay. particular version of I Amish. See. I think they I think what they would probably say is more the Tim Keller route. Like the kingdom of God has it has political implications, but neither one of these in our current binary fit those. Okay. So you're free to choose. Um, which one you think. And and a lot of times again, so so they'll prop up on the democratic side. They care about social ju- justice sure. issues, and it's so yeah. they have welfare. They're, they're taking care of it. Now, the problem is all those issues and all those positions that they're taking, I would argue, are actually biblical injustice. That's not the state's purview. It's not supposed to be involved in caring for families and mm-hmm. taking care of people financially. That's just not, that's not what God designed the civil government for, and definitely not socialistic enterprises where you're taking from yeah, one and giving re, redistributing wealth yeah. like that's an in, injustice in and of itself so all those programs that are supposedly empathetic mm-hmm. and caring toward the poor are actually more unbiblical than free market principles and, and this type of thing so whether or not they mean well which i think many of the democrats don't mean well to, it's just a ploy but even if they meant well it still wouldn't make a difference the policies themselves are um, are more unbiblical than many of the republican and that's not to say the republican policies are great mm-hmm. some of them are better than others but again light years be- like if you're if up is up here and the current right and left left would be way down here and right would be like here <laughs> And so it's it's closer. None of them are none of them are great in our current situation, um, but one is close. I wouldn't even say close. One is almost decent. One of them's disqualified. Mm. That's just the way it is. And so up doesn't mean disconnected from earth. We have to have a political theology, and then say which of these binaries is better. When you take all those things into account, do a calculus. You don't have to be a genius to see which one is right now. It's yeah. easy. Uh, what you do have to have a little bit more discernment on is which Republicans are actually going to hold to those standards. And then I think there there is a swing right now. Like I said, the, how we've said this before, but progressives want to go off the cliff at 100 miles per hour. And 
conservatives want to go off that same cliff at 50 miles per hour. So you see that right now in the Republican movement. They're starting to wed themselves to LGBT things, and that it's just not – that's not going to work. So what we have to do is get involved with that and not not let that happen. If it happens and it gets too bad, we're just going to have to maybe start a third party. Who knows, you know, what the future holds. But um, we'll, have to, we'll have to figure something out. I don't know. So – If you want to grow in your confidence in knowing what you believe and why you believe it, if you want to ground your faith in biblical Christianity and step into who God has called you to be, I want to tell you about a great program put on by Impact 360, and it's called Propel. Propel is a one-week transformational leadership and discipleship experience where high school students gather together to be grounded in a biblical worldview as they learn how to follow Jesus, have a godly influence, learn how to disciple their peers, and boldly live out their faith in their daily lives. So they're having two sessions this summer. The first one is June 19th through the 25th, and the second one is June 26th through July 2nd. These programs fill up really quickly, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So we'll put the link below if you're interested in looking into it, and we'll see you this summer. That was the the first part. So the second part is the uh, that I want to talk about today is the tweet heard around the Christian world (laughs) today. So I want to start with this. I'll show you this. I don't know if you're familiar with this Norman Rockwell Mm -mm. painting that's been going around as a meme. But if you're if you're just listening, it's the guy. He's kind of standing up and everybody's looking at him. It looks like, you know, he's I don't know, maybe he's the kind of guy who's not supposed to speak up at these meetings, okay. right? Mm-hmm. But he's standing up and he's saying something kind of like with a with a resolved look and everybody's like, "Whoa, what's this guy what's this guy talking about?" kind of thing. <laughs> so people will put this up and they'll say something that they perceive is probably going to be unpopular. Like like I'm going to say this even though I probably shouldn't say it. Okay. So this is what uh actually let me flip to this uh this one here. So Stephen Wolf, the guy that wrote um, the case for Christian nationalism mm-hmm. that was published by Canon Press a few months ago, um, probably the maybe second or third biggest selling book on that topic. We've listened to some interviews by him. I've read part of the book. Um, I don't know that I agree. I probably wouldn't agree with everything in the book. And there's... I'll talk about later why I wouldn't with some of the stuff, but a, a, a brilliant guy in some ways. But you know, every now and then he'll he'll tweet something or say something. I'm like, you know, it'll it'll hit you like, eh, should he should he have uh, done that? So, anyways, here's the tweet. You've probably heard about it, uh, maybe not, but it said it had that meme and it said white evangelicals are the lone bulwark against moral insanity in America. <laughs> Jeez. What say you? Sir. Yikes. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure that. Well, don't, don't scroll yet. Oh, my gosh. What's your first? Because I know, you, you know, you don't always get to keep up with this on a daily level like I am. But what's your first thought when you hear that? It's a mess. <laughs> Why so? Because I, white evangelicals are the lone bulwark against moral Insanity, that everything about it just reeks wrong. It's not, it feels irresponsible. It's very irresponsible. So, let me tell you some of the reactions. Many, many, uh, the lone bull. I'll say this there was a lot of pearl clutching going on. He didn't on. think it through. <laughs> well, there, I'm sure he thought it through, but in a certain way, like, dude, 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. No. The, the good thoughts so far that you already have. And I, I first saw it and I was like, oh no, Jeez. here we go. And, and sure it enough, it feels provocative. Like yes. It's very provocative. It's very provocative. And many people <laughs> took took the bait. And you know, so you had a ton of evangelicals saying, "Mark this guy, avoid him at all costs." You know, repent of racism. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people For came sure. out of the woodworks. For like sure. even like people. Even friends of ours, like I, I forget, I don't know if I could pull up um, while I'm pulling up anything. You can add anything you want to, but I'm going to see if I can yeah, find Yeah, I, w- I was seeing posts about that kind of thing, like racism, the kingdom. And I was like, what's what going on? Okay, so that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I'm trying sense. to see if I can find uh, Jeez Louise. Sam's post about it because he. Past oh, here's one. He okay. said. Uh, I, I enjoyed meeting you last year, sir. I'm also looking forward to finally sharing my review of your book, but I don't miss w- mince words. This is pathetic and racist. Yeah. This is what happens when we attempt to create an identity or a tribe based on ethnicity instead of Christ. Um, and then yeah. they actually went back and forth on here for a little bit, um, trying to see. Stephen and Sam. Stephen, yeah, Stephen and Sam and um anyways it's 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 an interesting now ad on the other hand was coming out being like you know this this was an innocuous tweet like it it was not that not that um meaningful and the way people are responding is overblown and this and that interesting now and some people actually were coming to bat and saying this is just facts like this is just what it is and they were i'll show you if i can find some of some of uh so it, he he goes on to talk about this he says instead of saying yeah but me too why not say yeah white evangelicals have endured the accusations and made their block voting block essential to moral sanity white evangelicalism in quotes is relentlessly attacked by the left and center right but a guy says something positive about them and he's called racist weird it's as if the established rhetorical norms require you hate this group. And then he says uh, another one. It is simply true that white evangelicals as a group have been essential to the success of the GOP and conservative causes, and they remain the most reliable voters for those opposing woke and transgenderism. One more here. This is a guy he reposted and just said yes. Um, this guy, Jeff, I don't know who he is, but. Guys, pretty obvious this tweet is about numerically significant demographics, not ethnic purity or excluding individuals. You can see, though, that it is fine to denigrate 87% of white evangelicals for voting Trump, but of course not to okay at all to praise them. And then he retweeted that and said yes. Um, So if you look up Hmm. on Amazon, for instance, uh, Jesus and John Wayne... This is a kind of a kind of a big selling book where this person, Kristen, I, f- I forget her full name here. Let me see if I can pull up the hardcover. But it was a rant against you know conservative Christians, conservative okay. white Christians, and the subtitle was "How White Evangelicals Corrupted a Faith and Fractured a Nation." Mm-hmm. And all the if you remember when during the. Um, when Trump got elected, there was a big push. White evangelicals did this. Why do you, so there was like all this, there was all this negativity and it was all clearly labeled that and it was pushed. And to be fair at the time, I don't remember many people saying that them saying that was racist. Gotcha. 
Now, that's going to be, I think, Stephen's pushback and the people that are supporting him in this are saying he's using the same language that people were using derogatively to say, actually, if you're talking about groups and statistics, this is the one group that's standing in the way from this stuff taking over. So other people are saying, like, that's actually factually true when you look at the stats and you look at the group dynamics involved and how people um, vote and who they support and all this kind of stuff. They're the one group as a group standing in the way from this takeover at a, at a top down level. Funnily enough, like even Canon press came at Steven for this. So they posted one that said, uh, in fact, let me, let me see any thoughts on that whole back and forth that I just mentioned there. Just processing. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, you have to you have to uh, ignore the offense of it and and try to say okay, what did he mean by this? What are the is he speaking statistically, which I'm thinking he is? Obviously, yeah, that's what he. And, I mean, that's what he's in essence saying. And it it. <laughs> so here is so, what it is. Yeah, go ahead. And like I said, like friends of ours, so like. You know, you got Sam saying, no, this is pathetic and racist. Yeah. You got other guys that I really like, Virgil, uh, uh, the Just Thinking podcast. They came out like, you know, heated, like this is this is awful. This is terrible. And then Canon Press, who published, like I said, the, the Christian Nationalism book, they wrote this. And this is actually kind of funny to me. It said, Stephen's hope for Western civilization. And it's David French talking to Russell Moore. <laughs> Because they identify as as evangelicals, they're white, but they're, you know, terrible on all these issues. So he said they they were kind of like doing a joke, like, this is his hope for Western civilization. And then they write, they they wrote this, to be clear, this is dumb. Um, And so, so as I was thinking through this today, I understand, I understand why people might've thought it was racist when it first, cause when it just, it was so stark, like, and I don't know, was it like, where did this come from? It seemed right. out of the blue, like white evangelicals are the lone bulwark. I think that word lone too, kind of just, it distracted what... from what I think he meant to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been a lot more uh, careful. Right. Cause I, they're not the lone Right. And so this is good, man. I think you'll appreciate this. There's a guy, there's a guy over at, um, I think he goes to Douglas Wilson's church. If not, he's involved with those guys and he does a a podcast called cross politic and Mm -hmm. he, and he goes by uh, the chocolate (laughs) knocks. So here's his, uh, you know, profile here, if you can see it, but he responded, he knows Steven. Well, he said, bruh, you know, I rocks with you. Come on. And he put like a laugh face, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to just, he's and and he said this lone, question mark yeah same team fam same team left the left and pagans just let the left and pagans destroy themselves with crt not us we brothers and he threw up a fist and this is funny in the words of mj you are not alone (laughs) (laughs) oh it's great but this is what this is this is so stephen wolf replied to that and said i mean as a group period 
So, so there, there's. He needs to run his tweets by people before. Well, not pe- by people. And see, that's the thing about tweets. Yeah, ma'am. You can't hear what they're not saying. You only read what's tweeted, and yeah. it's it needs to be qualified. What did they mean, and all that? And I, and I, I'm, I'm being generous with that one. It's like, oh. I on. think his authorial intent was not racist, but just just based on all the context of sure. it. Sure. So I don't know. I, I I don't like the tweet. I, I didn't like it. And the reason I don't like it ultimately is because I think it's um, imprudent. And I think it was provocative in a bad way. It it like there's I do think divisions will necessarily come and happen in this moment. And we have to stand for truth. But I felt like that was an unnecessary bomb, like grenade to throw. And I honestly don't like like I've had conversations with some of my, you know, black friends it, in the past year, I won't even say where because I don't want to give it away just in case, but they were unaware of black conservatives and they were arguing just like it's white evangelicals and, and black evangelicals. We believe like this. And I was like, well, let me just tell you, like, there's a whole swath of black evangelicals Absolutely. that are rising up that are like taking heat, man, like they're on the front lines. And and I know that Stephen would say he's talking about a voting block and he's talking about a generality. Yeah, but, but I still think like I don't want to adopt those categories and reinforce those racialized identity politic lines. That's good. And I think... And maybe he was using it reactionary yeah. in to combat. You know, you take a word and you dethrone it and you use it. You own it against your opponent, even though they created it, that kind of thing. But it feels like he did that kind of thing. But I don't know. I don't know him. And But, I mean, it's it's achieved <laughs> some things. People are tweeting about it. People are discussing it. People are thinking it through. Yeah. Like, what what is the case here? What are the facts? Is this true? And evaluating who's in the game yeah and i think too no it's good and i think from my perspective it's like Oof. people already think christian nationalism are like low-key yeah. racist and then when you think and about so the, you you hand them that that gift yes even people like i think low-key that are that are that are like i again like to ad's point he's like 99 percent of people it doesn't matter like they're already gonna think you're racist no matter what if, okay. if you hold biblical principles but i but I think statistically there there is a middle group that's that's they're just not aware of all these things, the normies that are gonna be way put off by that kind of statement and, and they'll think that Christian nationalism is inherently racist and they'll go away from the idea of applying biblical principles to politics for that. And I just I wanna get away. I, I just man, I just I don't like it. I don't think it was good. And you know, there's this thing about even in scripture about un, unhealthy controversies like I don't like I th- I think he would argue like it's a there's an ideological war going on and this is a means to further the end and maybe there is an argument for that but I think we got to be careful what you got. You know what else too I remember <laughs> what was that article where there um I think there were some cops that were called white racist but they were black. Right. And so he is he, yeah, he is using that type. <laughs> maybe he's using that type like I said, yeah. reactionary and very provocatively to combat you know what what you say about us is is wrong but here's the deal we're 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 fighting morally against you yeah so and you can you know like even best case scenario it's if if it's even if something is true that doesn't mean it's always wise to say for sure 
Oof. Especially the timing. Yeah. And, the, you know, part of a truth claim could it could import presuppositions that you don't want to import. For instance, again, these mm-hmm. racialized lines, like the identity politic way of thinking. Like, I don't like when they talk about white evangelicals and black this and, yeah. you know, it's like, I, I think, I, I don't know, I, I would rather push against even for the most part, like, I have to think this through a little bit more, mm-hmm. but I, 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 I want to push against that intense, extreme racialization Ooh. and category, like thinking along the categories of critical theory. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't even like LGBT community because it's not even a community. Oh it's just describing an agenda and a and a and a push and and people that, you know, think this way and that and, and lumping them together. And so I I just I don't know I don't like all that stuff. So, anyways, I yeah. I do think that there, are some of the claims that there's been overreactions are probably true. Like there have been some overreactions. I think some misinterpretations, but I do think he gave people a gift that that. And I do understand why even even sane people that are in the middle took it in an extreme way because it did kind of have a, a jar, an edge on yeah. it, a jarring effect. So I don't know. We'll see. Oh, Anyways. Well. But, you know, here we go. More, more, uh, more fights going on. But I think hopefully through this, God will work it out for his glory. And I mean, we know he will, but um, hopefully it'll uh, settle down and, and we can we can have conversations that shed more light than heat going forward (laughs) so thank you guys for uh joining us for this week's podcast and and if you get a chance like subscribe all that kind of good stuff helps the algorithm and and just continue to uh reach out to us let us know what you're thinking if this stuff's helping you if you want us to talk about anything in particular and and we'll uh, see you next time Uh